Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. It is Wednesday, July the 27th, 2022. Let's talk heavyweight boxing. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, before I get to Usyk Joshua 2, just some updated news based on the odds that I'm seeing. Just understand that they've announced that on the undercard is going to be one of the best heavyweight fights, <laughs> from my perspective, one of the best heavyweight fights that could be made. Right? You will see for yourself the man I deem the heir apparent at heavyweight, Philippe Ergovic. Let me point out, in the Olympics, I thought he beat Tony Yoka. Of course, Tony Yoka, the golden guy, they ripped him off, just like they ripped off, by the way, Joe Joyce against Tony Yoka, right? Well, Ergovic, 6-6, is blessed with excellent balance and excellent feet. That separates him from a lot of young fighters at heavyweight, right? And he throws big punches with a loop, right? He is impossible, in my opinion, to duplicate in sparring. Just simply impossible. There's a tape of him sparring with Deontay Wilder here online, and he's cuffing around Deontay Wilder. I believe Tyson Fury would take a crack at fighting him if Ergovic wins a few fights, beats Usyk, gets a belt. I get the feeling that Tyson Fury would try him on for size. Right, folks, that would be an intriguing fight because understand, it's an open question at this stage on who has the better legs, Ergovic, who's not a dancer, or Tyson Fury, who is a dancer. That's a competitive fight. In other words, Ergovic impresses me that much, but he's in an elimination fight <laughs> against one of the few guys in the sport who I believe has a real shot on him. And that's Zhang Zhili, right? In some prior videos, I called him Zhili Zhang. It's my understanding, based on talking to some people, that in China, because of name structure, the proper name is Zhang Zhili, right? Just understand, Zhang is a left-handed version of Deontay Wilder. Zhang's left hand is one punch capable, right? If he lands on Ergovic, who I expect to be moving, right? Ergovic's not a mover, but I think he has some Vitaly Klitschko in him. I'm expecting him to make length and positioning an issue. But if Zhang can land once, once, on Ergovic, you could have a complete reshuffling of the rankings at heavyweight. Just understand, too, politically, where we are right now. Zhang is Chinese. 
Right, folks? I'm not sure if people are paying attention to the fact that China has the most people as a country in the world. India's almost there. We'll be there shortly. Right? But China, the last time I looked, was the most populated country. I'm just telling you that Zhang, who has an Olympic bronze, right? Zhang could quickly become a box office king in boxing, right? It's the kind of thing where this could change everything. If he beats Ergovic, I could easily see the winner of Joshua Usyk pivoting to fight him on the way to fighting Tyson Fury, right? It would be historical, right? Now, this fight's on the undercard. I'm just telling you, I'm shocked because this is the fight that I was primarily interested in. I've already seen Usyk Joshua. I saw the first fight. This is the fight that has the intrigue. Is Ergovic as good as I think he is? Let me just point out, too. You know, I am expecting shorter guys, more coordinated guys, to enter the picture. I could see Maris Bredis having a lot of success at heavyweight, even in his late 30s. Understand, Bredis is younger than Zhang Zhili. Right? I could see Bredis having a lot of success. But just to understand where we are in the heavyweight division right now, Ergovic is 6'6". Gili is 6'6". Gili is a power puncher. I don't expect this fight to go the distance. I'm betting distance in the Ergovic-Gili fight. Right? So just to understand, this is on the undercard. The headline fight. AJ, right now, right, a box office god in boxing, right? AJ is one of the few guys in the sport who can get you 80,000 people in an arena, right? The odds makers, though, in fact, the public, right? The odds are really a function of what you, the public, believes, are giving AJ currently less than a 40% chance of winning the fight, Less than a 40% chance. This is right after, by the way, he was the big favorite in the first fight. So what the odds makers are saying, and keep in mind, he didn't get stopped in the first fight. The first fight went the distance. The odds makers are saying, player, we're unimpressed. We thought you got your butt handed to you in that first fight. Let me just say, too, that I feel the most important round of that first fight was the last round, the 12th round. Usyk, in the closing moments of that fight, like the last 30 seconds, decided to show all of us that he could batter AJ on demand because that's exactly what he did. Right? AJ, the big man's getting clubbed around to the point where he goes over to the ropes. Right? You got the feeling AJ was so lost during the fight, he thought he won the fight just by surviving the round. 
Look at the facial expression he makes to Usyk, as if to say, hey, hey, you gave your best, you couldn't knock me out. Right? In a fight where, again, the public was unimpressed. The odds have swung. You're getting a plus 170 right now on AJ. Let me point out that I grabbed some of that action. Right? Less than 40%? <laughs> Guys, a slugger only has to be right once. Not that I think AJ's winning the fight. I just like to take good bets. Well, let's talk about it because I have some other bets in mind here. The AJ Usyk fight as I see it now on Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. Now that AJ has switched trainers, right? A lot's happened, right? The fight's going to be in Saudi Arabia. In other words, AJ, fan favorite, right? Very popular in the UK, probably more popular than Prince Charles in the UK. Isn't going to have the UK with him. Right, folks, we saw it in AJ's fight against Andy Ruiz. Now, I know both brothers got paid well. Okay, fine. It's prize fighting. I'm never going to criticize Guy for getting the big prize in boxing, right? It's a short career. It's a young man's game. Get the money while you can, right? But you know, as you were watching that second Andy Ruiz fight, and understand, AJ never fights Andy in the UK, Right? It's in New York, the first fight, then the second fight's in Saudi Arabia. It was subdued, wasn't it? You know the fight would have been different at Wembley or O2. You know that. It was subdued. Now, Andy can't move his head that well. Right? Andy, fastest hands in the division, but not the fastest feet. AJ understood. I can stay outside. Work a jab, throw a few big punches. This guy can't find me as long as I'm not committed to have a pocket for him and to trade with him. That's the mistake AJ makes the first fight. He gets in trouble in the first fight after dropping Andy. Then he's in the pocket against, again, the fastest hands in the heavyweight division. Combination puncher. Right? AJ couldn't hang. He doesn't try to hang. In the second fight, the bigger man is on his bike. That second fight. Right? It's in Saudi Arabia, so you don't have the crowd that you would have had in England booing at times, saying, hey, come on now. Right? As big as you are, as hard as you hit, what are you doing pedaling around the ring? Well, understand, now he's in Saudi Arabia, and I'm just telling you, he needs everything that would help him win rounds. He's not going to have the crowd in Saudi Arabia. So, paraphrasing Charles Dickens here, this is a tale of two fights, right? AJ is a blessed puncher. He has a trainer who's going to urge him to be active. Robert Garcia was Brandon Rios's trainer. Robert Garcia was Antonio Margarito's trainer when Margarito faced Manny Pacquiao. Right? Garcia, I'm sure, has looked at the films and he realizes that AJ gets tired in fights. 
isn't AJ winded in the middle of the Klitschko fight? Wasn't it your impression that AJ was lucky? The first Usyk fight didn't have a 13th round. Right? So AJ gets tired in fights. He's a gifted puncher. He throws a hell of a left hook and he's facing a southpaw who spent the first fight, the early rounds, over on his left side, smothering his left hand. I'm guessing the big improvement Robert Garcia is going to make, the big piece of advice, is he's going to say to AJ, hey, hey, bro, throw the left hook. It's one of your best punches. You want to get this southpaw off your left side. Don't worry about throwing jabs and stuff like that, that this slick southpaw is going to duck under and move off to the side. No, let's increase the stakes. Throw left hooks. Let me also point out, too, that because Usyk knows how to counter, because we all remember the end of the Bellew fight, Right? Usyk gets Bellew over by the side of the ropes and then, boom, comes right down Main Street with the left hand. While Joshua throws the left hook, he has to protect his chin. Right? Rather than just, you know, wing it and say him or me. Right? I don't believe AJ has the mindset of a George Foreman. He's just not that guy, right? I believe AJ has to keep a right parked by his chin, right? He doesn't have to worry about following Usyk's left hand, Usyk's a southpaw. Rather, what he has to do, like Vladimir Klitschko did against David Hay, a blessed puncher, is figure out where that left hand could do damage and have a guard up there. He doesn't have to wait for Usyk to try to hit him in the chin. Rather, he can be throwing left hooks and have his right here. Don't get me wrong. If he sees a wide open right hand, take it. Right. If he sees a way to end the fight, end the fight. But if I'm Robert Garcia and I'm talking to cautious AJ, I tell him, you're bigger than this guy. Your best shot is to win this fight by stoppage. We're not in the UK. Don't leave this in the hands of the judges. Also, you're fighting, and let's be clear here, one of the best fighters of this generation. Right, Usyk is bigger, folks, physically than Sonny Liston. Right, so forget the fact that Usyk's a cruiserweight. Understand, in a different time, we would have been calling people like Ezra Charles cruiserweights. For those keeping track, Ezra Charles beat Joe Lewis before Rocky Marciano. Ezra Charles beat a more prime Joe Lewis. Right? So don't view this as a heavyweight versus a cruiserweight. View this as a fighter 
who was cuffing around AJ in the 12th round of their first match. Right? That was in the UK. Right? Understand, too, that's very important. Very important. Because both men now know that Usyk can hurt him. Right? So I'm expecting AJ to come out. He has five rounds, in my opinion. To land a haymaker. Right? Five rounds. Right? I believe he needs to look at the Marat Gassia fight. Understand, Usyk fought the fight that he fought against AJ before when he beat Marat Gassiev. A guy, by the way, with higher volume than AJ. Right? So if I'm AJ, I look at the first fight. Obviously, that's the most relevant fight. I look at the Marat Gassiev fight and I say, okay, look, I cannot match this guy now or ever in terms of coordination, in terms of overall boxing ability. Folks, it's a mismatch on boxing ability. Right? So I have got to do damage. I can't land on this guy's body. He moves too well. I need to plan to just be hyper-aggressive, run red lights. We'll get back to that. Run red lights and try to hurt this guy. Right? AJ either needs to stop Usyk in the first five rounds or greatly deplete him. Right? Knock him down. Have, have it so that by the time the sixth round starts, Usyk's not close to who he was at the beginning of the fight. Now, let's talk about running red lights. What I'm going to say here is controversial. Usyk's southpaw. Right? Maris Breedis went the distance against Usyk. Right? Gassiev, who I just mentioned, went the distance against Usyk. Right? I believe what AJ has to do while he's close to 100% early in the fight, while he's trying to land his shots against a guy with excellent defense, is he's going to have to make a decision where he decides he's going to take Usyk's right hand. Right, folks? These are desperate times. Right? The public was so unimpressed with his performance in the first fight on British soil, that they're giving him less than a 40% chance, which would be a plus 150, to win this fight. So this is the courage fight. This is the how bad do you want it fight. Right? This has to be really a Marvin Hagler fight. Right? You look at the southpaw, you say, okay, what's his offhand? It's his right hand. Right? I'm not going to play games with the left. Right? With the left, oh, I, I got my chin protected. Right? But with the right hand, I've got to be prepared to walk through it. Let's do the math. Joshua hits harder than Usyk. I believe even Usyk knows that. Joshua is the bigger man than Usyk. Right? If I'm Joshua, I come in. 
I'm ready to walk through that right hand if it means I can get a left hook. Now understand what that also means. The feints that come with the right hand, right? He's faking like he's going to throw a right hand. I'm going to ignore those. Right, player, go ahead and hit me with the right hand. If I can't take your offhand, then I don't deserve to win this fight. Right? I'm here because I have my own punches. I have a great left hook, and I'm a righty. Right? I have a great right hand, too, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend against your left, southpaw. Right? So all these feints that froze AJ the first fight, Robert Garcia has to tell him, look, player, we're here for the KO. We're here for the early KO. You have to have this guy beaten up, if not finished, by the start of the sixth round, right? The commentators have to be saying things like, oh, Usyk holding on. Oh, will Usyk make it out of this round? You know, oh, Usyk hit again with a big left hook, right? You need to hear stuff like that for AJ to have a chance to win this fight. Now let's talk about the level of fighter he's fighting against. I believe Usyk's so good that if he comes out and AJ's flashing a lot of left hooks and AJ has his right hand parked by his chin, I believe Usyk can throw a counter left hook. That's how good he is. I believe he could do that early. Hit Joshua in the temple. Slow Joshua down. In other words, if Joshua wants to fight at Usyk's speed, Usyk fights faster than Joshua. If Joshua wants to fight at Usyk's speed, I believe Usyk's going to try to match him. And Usyk is going to try to go for the KO. So here's where we try to beat the casino, let me just point out that this is dangerous, right? As I mentioned earlier, I myself saw Joshua at a plus 170. I, I sprinkled a little bit on it. I didn't think the line would stick. The line has stuck. The public doesn't think Joshua wins this fight. Well, now I'm going to get a little bolder because I believe Joshua can't win by decision. I believe his only chance is a stoppage. Usyk, the math is a little bit more complicated, but I believe Usyk understands that if he wins this fight, I believe Tyson Fury stays retired. And I'm a huge Tyson Fury fan. But understand, Tyson Fury, now into his 30s, has worked his entire life to get to the status that he has right now. And he understands that Usyk is exactly, exactly the kind of fighter who gives him trouble. Right? Highly coordinated. Uh, can shift tactics during a fight. Moves his head. Right? Isn't going to be overwhelmed by Fury's foot speed, right, can get inside. So I think 
and I know this is controversial. I think Usyk's going to make this his statement fight. Right? Let's not kid ourselves. He was undisputed at Cruiser. He's already a Hall of Famer. Right? The fact that I'm here talking about Maris Breedis, a great cruiser, as someone who lost to him, the fact that we're here talking about him beating AJ in the United Kingdom, right, just shows you how great he is. He's already had titles at Cruiser, all of the titles, and of course now he has titles at Heavy. He's a Hall of Famer. So this fight is about two things, legacy, without a doubt, and also money. It is prize fighting, right? These brothers are getting paid. So I believe Usyk's going to make a statement, right? He already did in the 12th round of the first fight. Here, I believe he knows if he's not caught early, if he's not diminished early, if he's still... Alexander Usyk at the start of the sixth round. I don't see Joshua going the distance. I see Usyk winning it by stoppage. Let me also point out, too, that Joshua does better against fighters who don't have a lot of head movement. Right? He has a problem with head movement. So, he looked great against Vladimir Klitschko. He looked great against... Dillian White. Joseph Parker, one of the better athletes in the division, moves his head a little bit. Right? Parker looks lackadaisical, but you'll notice Parker moves his head. Parker went the distance against Anthony Joshua. Alexander Povetkin, I'm just telling you, and I know the scorecards don't support this argument. But I thought Prevetkin looked extremely good early in that fight. Prevetkin's a guy who's an ambush fighter. So he's there, then he's out. He's there, then he's out. Hard to find his head. I thought Prevetkin looked great until the stoppage. What I want people to do is to revisit the first three rounds of the first Usyk-Joshua fight. You're going to notice Usyk moves his head. Usyk has a lot of feints. He's herky-jerky, right? Joshua's a guy who can hit you on a sunny day. Usyk can make it rain. He's so herky-jerky, it always looks muddy. And Joshua's a cautious fighter. I believe it's going to be his trainer who's going to be telling him between rounds, hey, man, you need to throw power shots. Right? Robert Garcia is going to be in the corner thinking, look, man, you didn't get me in here to watch you be tentative. Right? You're fighting a smaller guy. You've got to go for it. Right? So, <clears throat> I believe AJ is going to go for it. I believe he's going to be spent by the start of the seventh round. He's going to be in need of a second win. I believe he's fighting a guy who understands I might never get a shot. Never, ever, on Tyson Fury. Right? This is my statement fight. I know I can beat this guy because I've been there and I've done that already. I think Usyk goes for the stoppage. So, 
let's get even more controversial. Believe it or not, <clears throat> the lines are off. Right? I believe AJ's only chance in this fight is a stoppage. Forget the plus 170, folks. AJ by KO is a plus 280. Now, incredibly, the casino seem to think that Usyk's going to let this fight go the distance. Right? If you take Usyk to win by decision, that's a plus 130. Right? Did anyone see AJ when he got off the canvas against Vladimir Klitschko? Folks, he was done. Did anyone see AJ when he got off the canvas a number of times against Andy Ruiz, the first fight? Folks, he was so done that the referee at one time said, walk to me. And AJ looked at him. Understand, fighters who want out are looking for the exit. Right? The referee in that fight didn't understand that AJ was done. Right? Done. I just get the feeling that AJ has half a fight to really five rounds to figure out if he's still in the heavyweight sweepstakes. Right? If he doesn't hurt this guy and Usyk does what he did to Tony Bellew. Usyk's a slow starter, folks. Right? Usyk cracks the code here. He's already cracked the code. This is going to be an accelerated fight. As AJ slows down, I think Usyk's going to pounce. Usyk's going to leave. No doubt. Usyk by KO is a plus 270. Now let's be experienced gamblers here. Right, let's just do the math. I'll use even numbers. Right, let's say I bet $100 on AJ by KO, plus 280. Then I bet $100 on Usyk by KO, plus 270. I'm guaranteed to lose half the bet. Right, so let's say Usyk, lower odds, gets the KO. So I lose the AJ side of the bet. So I lose 100, I win 270. So I walk away with 170. That's why we're doing it this way rather than take the prop, which isn't even positive money. It's a minus 110 that the fight does not go the distance. What's the point in that? Understand, if I take both guys to win by KO, right, one of them... You know, if the fight doesn't go the distance, well, one of them will have won by KO. So why wouldn't I want the 170 in profit versus the less than $100 in profit if I bet 100 on the fight doesn't go the distance? Then I'm leaving at least $75 on the table. So I already have some money on AJ plus 170. Right? The rest of the money I bet on this fight is going to be AJ by KO plus 280, Usyk by KO plus 270. I expect Usyk to win the fight by KO. But 
I want the AJ side covered. So, if AJ lands a big shot and Usyk gets counted out, I want to be able to say to myself, wow, I did not see that coming, while I'm getting out of my seat to collect on the bet. Right? I think just spiritually. If Usyk gets to the point in the fight that Vladimir Klitschko did, where he's standing over AJ, right? AJ gets up. AJ is finished. I believe Usyk is going to do what Klitschko did not do. Close the show. Right? He's still fighting. He wants people to know I'm the heavyweight champion. Right? Ego is involved in boxing. He's not here to play it safe. He did that in the UK the first time. Right? He saw how the 12th round went. Right? Things would be different if in that 12th round, when Usyk stepped in, oh, we got hit with some shots. Oh, we was holding on to the 12th round. Then the guy might think, you know what, I... I'm going to take the easy route. I'm just going to win a decision, right? No, that's not what happened. He stepped inside. He had a vulnerable giant in front of him. Someone who was tired. Someone whose eye was puffed up. Someone who voluntarily went over to the side of the ropes. Right? Usyk knows he can close the show. If AJ goes for it, as he should, right? AJ's wasting everyone's time if he's tentative and doesn't do much the first six rounds, right? If you're looking at your watch waiting for AJ to get started, this fight's over, right? AJ has to go for it. I couldn't imagine Robert Garcia in a guy's corner who has lost the first fight, who's tentative in the second fight against the guy he outweighs, against the guy who doesn't have his punch, being content, right? No, Garcia is going to say, hey, come on. But, you know, dude, you want this or not? Right? So uh, I think AJ is going to have to be aggressive. He's going to have to throw caution to the wind. And the problem is he's just not built to do that for an entire 12 rounds. Right? He's fighting a technician. He's fighting a guy who, quite frankly, as I think about the best heavyweights I've seen, right, and I think the Ali who beat Cleveland Williams is the best heavyweight I've seen. Let me just say this, though. That was Cleveland Williams after he had been shot with a 357 Magnum by a police officer, right? That wasn't the Cleveland Williams who faced Sonny Liston, right? As I look at Ali, as I look at Liston, who... In my mind, it's probably the second best heavyweight in history, even though, obviously, the body of work doesn't compare with some other heavyweights, right? I look at Usyk, and I have to concede, right? He is much better at moving his head and at movement, foot speed, than Sonny Liston, right? By the way, to get a hint of Liston, Go to gamblersadvisory.com. I have the film up, have had it up for years, of Sonny Liston against Cleveland Williams, their first fight, right? Cleveland Williams, in my opinion, is championship level. 
Sonny Liston after the fight in which Cleveland Williams breaks his nose. Sonny Liston, who was getting cuffed around by Cleveland Williams early in that three-round fight, admitted that Cleveland Williams hit him the hardest he's ever been hit. Cleveland Williams did not make it to the fourth round because Sonny Liston was able to fight small and get inside on Cleveland Williams. Usyk has all of those skills. Right? By the way, uh, Cleveland Williams broke Sonny's nose in that fight. Usyk has all of those skills. Right? It's a mistake not to realize that we have two guys right now in the heavyweight division who really are historical. Usyk and Tyson Fury. Right? So I'm just telling you, if AJ isn't with it, if AJ doesn't click with his new trainer, if AJ doesn't hurt, and I mean badly hurt, Usyk in the first five rounds of this fight, I'm expecting Usyk by stoppage. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. AJ by KO plus 280, coupled with Usyk by KO plus 270. Why? Because that's how you maximize your profits. Understand the risk involved. If Usyk decides to take his foot off the gas and has this fight go to a decision, you lose it all. That's how I see it. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Thanks for stopping by.